Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, it's Meredith Feynman, host of It Never Gets Old, hopping in to let you know that this episode was recorded before coronavirus. Thus, we are talking about going out into the world without worrying about face masks. The world looks really different now, and I hope you are social distancing and staying safe, informed, and responsible. This podcast was also recorded before Black Lives Matter, recent protests, and unrest. As always, from It Never Gets Old, Black Lives Matter. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast about the burgeoning, exploding resale vintage secondhand fashion economy, uh, what my 20 years in the industry can teach you about making some money on your closet or saving some money on things you want to buy, and the world of sustainable fashion. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by the bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. Hey, Meredith, I really enjoyed the last couple recent interviews that you did uh, with a couple fabulous women in the industry who just, you know, I wasn't part of that. So I was a little jealous that I wasn't in on the conversation, but it was so enlightening and just really enjoyable. So if anybody hasn't listened to those recent interviews, uh, it's been over the past couple of weeks while Mayor was in New York. Thank you, Sarah Lane. I missed you, too. Uh, you can go back and listen. We have a whole backlog uh, I started It Never Gets Old in April of 2019. That's really, really crazy. So we have a whole year of backlogs, everything from a deep dive on Chanel to a couple recent interviews. Uh, one of the more recent ones, Meg He, who's one of the co-founders of A Day. And there will definitely be a lot more interviews where that came from, city guides, specific brands, and just my obsession with buying secondhand clothing. And I am freshly back from Los Angeles, uh, so I thought it would be a good time to do an L.A. guide since I really, I really did some damage. <laughs> it's funny because I lived in L.A. for about four years until the last few months when I moved back up to Northern California. So I'm sorry that I missed you during your most recent visit, but you were always the one 
who was like, okay, we got to go to Wasteland. We got to go here. We got to go there. I want to check out this new place. Have you heard of so-and-so? She's doing this great little pop-up consignment shop on Abbott Kinney. You are very dialed into the L.A. scene, even though most of the time you live on the other side of the country. It's true. I spend a lot of time in Los Angeles, particularly on the west side. And before we get into the nuts and bolts, because I do want to get into our treats, you know, various snacks, uh, which I think are important. I would say I have spent two decades secondhand shopping, buying and selling furiously online and offline. And of anywhere I think I've ever been, I think... Los Angeles is the best city for secondhand shopping. I really do. And, you know, L.A. has lots to offer. You know, it's nice weather. People are pretty, blah, blah, blah. Why do you think the consignment world thrives so well? Is is it the weather? Is it the, the way that cities laid out? Is it is it the industry? I think it is what you're coming up against is a lot of people. It's funny because L.A. has a uniform, I feel like. Now I'm going to make some generalizations. But to me, the style is not as interesting and unique in Los Angeles. That's not to say that there aren't some really stylish and interesting looking people. But it's not the same as, you uh, you know, you'd say New York. It's a lot of jeans, a leather jacket, and sort of booties, which means all three of those things you should look for in LA, which I'll get into. But there isn't as much of a diversity of style. However, there are so many movies, TV shows being shot, actors that can't be photographed in things twice, brands that send things to influencers, actors, celebrities, Mm -hmm. that like a lot of this gets offloaded. And I really think... Also, just the sheer size. Like, L.A. is basically five, six cities in one. And what I'm going to be talking about today in my city guide, since I I primarily, when I go to L.A., I stay on the west side, which is, you know, Santa Monica or Venice, primarily in Venice. So I would say, for the most part, I've really scoped out the west side of secondhand. Now, over where you were, Sarah, and Echo Park and Silver Lake, there's also a huge ton. So I would love to hear, you know, from It Never Gets Old listeners that either visit L.A., live in East L.A., that... Uh, want to really give us a shout out and tell tell us where you're shopping. This is nothing without all of you. You can always email us, hello at INGO Podcast or slide into the DMs at INGO Podcast or at Meredith Feynman and like tell us what you're finding. But before we get into, you know, our LA guide, if you are not familiar with our podcast as much, Sarah and I sort of fell into this situation where we also begin our episode talking about our treats of the week, which started as candy. I would like to say that um, I got a DM from and it never gets old listener that says team Mike and Ike's mega mix is the best. Uh, If you're unaware of what that means, Sarah makes fun of my love of Mike and Ike's. She thinks it's an inferior candy. Uh, So you can let us know which side of that argument you're on. (laughs) But then it has evolved into, I got a comment about how much someone else loves garbage bags. Sarah and I, (laughs) Sarah and I had this whole back and forth about how she loves the scented garbage bags. So I guess the, the idea of the treat of the week is definitely, um, expanding into sort of whatever you're treating yourself with. So I will I will name two things. One, it was my birthday on February 16th. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
I don't know much about astrology, but I'm an Aquarius, but like sort of close to Pisces. So I think that means I'm like a combo. I don't really know, but yay. And so a good friend of mine at, I had a birthday dinner in LA at a painfully cool hotel and I'm starting to feel old because I was like, I can't see anything. It's too trendy. But she brought me a box of chocolates. So I've been eating those and I don't eat much chocolate, but these are like these like sea salt, unbelievable chocolates. So I just ate two of them before recording. I would say that's one treat. And then my other treat was a non-secondhand purchase, which is a candle that you may or may not have heard about that is called, This Smells Like My Vagina. Oh, wow. I did not expect you to say that. So it made the rounds. It's a candle brand called Heretic. And this candle, which is rose and suede, went viral after it was on Goop. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle site and it sold out immediately and you couldn't find it anywhere and I was at Maxfield in Malibu which is a sentence oh my god uh Maxfield is like the most expensive highest end boutique in LA but like maybe that I mean it's it's insane they had the candle and I lost my mind and I was like oh my god this is sold out everywhere and I almost bought the whole stock of all the vagina candles that they had to clarify it doesn't really smell like a vagina but you know maybe like it smells nice and rosy or whatever but it's the shock value that they then made one that said like this smells like my balls so I didn't buy that one they didn't have it so um I run up to the sales guy. This is a very LA story. And I was like, I want all the vagina candles now. And I like knew he was helping someone else, but like, I wasn't really totally paying attention. And it was Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, oh, I will take myself and my vagina candles over here until you're done with this conversation. But they were both like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) That, uh, that is, that's a moment. It's very LA moment, of course. Uh, was he also buying candles? No, he was clearing out racks and racks of very expensive clothing. And oh. uh, so, you know, he could. And I got my vagina candle, which was $75, not secondhand. And I thought I was really getting a deal for a second because since they were sold out, they were going on Poshmark for like $300, $150, $300. I was like, oh my God, I found a loophole. Not to belabor the vagina point, but you said it doesn't really smell like that. Well, okay, guess it depends on the person and the pH balance and all that stuff, but is it just the ha ha factor or does it smell good? Both. I mean, it's a shock factor. It's the, it's like it's rose and suede smelling. It just it doesn't smell like a hooey that I've smelled, but uh, right. you know, <laughs> it's it smells nice. Um, but it's like it's just a shock value thing and you know, it went on goop and everyone lost their minds. And so I thought I was getting this deal by buying at retail. And then it turns out that Goop had restocked it, but I still bought it because, you know, I'm a trendy sucker. So those are my two treats of the week. Sarah, what are you treating yourself to? So I don't know if we've ever talked about the wire cutter specifically on this podcast, but the wire cutter for anybody who's not familiar now owned by the New York Times uh, used to be independent, but it's it's a review site. It's a review site of pretty much anything that you could think of. Uh, that you would like reviewed. Kind of started with electronics, home items, and it's gotten to the point now where I can't really find anything on the wire cutter. Well, I can't find anything that's not reviewed on the wire cutter. Uh, So what I went ahead and did is I bought myself a pair of pajamas, and it was... uh, 
I don't know. Would you like to venture a guess, Meredith, to what kind of pajamas I ended up buying based on the wire cutters? This is the difference between you and me. Um, I I was about to feel like they have your dog's face on them, but those are the pajamas that I would buy. So I would say they either like a temperature kind of pajama. They're either the softest pajama or they are the like most cooling or heating pajama. Well, this is the best lounge set for women, which is a, uh, a brand that I had not heard of. Eberge Giselle. I've heard of Eberge. Okay. And? Oh, it's probably Eberge and then the style is Giselle. Again, extensive research. I mean, it's almost funny the amount of work that Wirecutter puts into certain things where you're like, dude, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Like, I either want flannel or satin or whatever. Anyway, they had, they had uh, lots of expensive brands. And this is... Again, kind of goes back to some of our previous conversations where I was like, do I want to do like secondhand, like fancy pajamas? No, I actually don't in this case. I just want a pair of like pajamas that are, you know, they're adult. I'm going to wear them alone. You know, it's not lingerie. <laughs> they're, just, they're just comfy. You know, you know, you got a lot of uh, elastic and you're good to go. So this was sort of a middle of the road. The set was $84 from Amazon. So I thought, okay, well, this is not cheap. But it's not $500 either. It's not, these aren't fancy pajamas. Uh, but they came and, yeah, again, the brand is Eberge. And it's, it's something between cotton and satin. I'm not totally sure why it's as soft as it is. I have had issues with satin in the past where I didn't think it was breathable enough. Like, it was pretty, but it wasn't quite right. You know, for just being, like, comfy in your bed. Because comfy, comfy in bed is, you know, number one thing that I care about. They are great. I got an extra small and I thought, oh, they're probably still going to be too big. The bottoms are a tiny bit too big. But again, this is this is like lounging around eating top ramen by myself. So who cares? They're great. Uh, it was it was a huge treat. I put them on without washing them right out of the right out of the packaging because I was so excited. I have since washed them and they don't they, they have kept their kind of like that sateen sheen type thing, which you sometimes don't get with the. Uh, with the with the sateen stuff, you know, like sheets, for example, they seem so soft and then you wash them and you're like, oh, they're still nice, but it's different now. These are good pajamas. So so I uh, as you would say, Mare, I stand. <laughs> uh, so it's funny. Those sound great. Can't wait to see like a selfie of you and your gym jams, which is making <laughs> me I just wrote a note that we'll do a secondhand pajama and lingerie specifically episode. But it's funny what I'm willing to spend money on because I'll spend $75 on a vagina candle, but I would never spend $75 on pajamas. Now, uh, my priorities are my own priorities, um, and you can judge them as you will. But um, as I've said in a previous episode, I wear vintage T-shirts to bed with no bottoms like Winnie the Pooh. So that's that's my jammy situation. And I don't have fancy jammies, though I have looked for fancy jammies on the secondhand internet. And then there's a brand called Daily Sleeper, which is like you can kind of wear them outside. They have like... They're very fashion-y and they're like satin and then they have like little fur on the bottom, which are just like a lot, which is me. I'm a lot. So we're treating ourselves as you should. Let us know, you know, what you're treating yourself with. But on to Los Angeles. Let's talk a little bit about secondhand. Um, I may or may not have accidentally bought a wedding dress while I was there, uh, which I will elaborate on. Yeah. Well, so... For, those, for yourself? So for those of you that don't know, uh, I 
am a writer and an entrepreneur and my book Brag Better is out May 19th, 2020. And of course, I'm thinking about my secondhand fabulous outfits for book parties and speeches and tour events. Um, And I'm not a woman that wears a lot of dresses. And I saw this insane, lava, gorgeous, one shoulder cream crepe dress. And I was like, yeah, it's like a little bridal, but it's drop dead gorgeous at an insane price. Um, It's like a $10,000 dress. I saw it for like $450. So it had the tags on. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll buy it. But I'm afraid I have to sell it because when I looked it up, it is a wedding dress. Like it is part of their bridal collection. Um, people still really want it and might want a lot of money for it. So if a you know never gets old listener wants a handpicked, very very gorgeous, untouched tags on wedding dress, I'm not. I think it might be a little bit too on the nose as an unmarried woman for my largest accomplishment, putting my book out to show up in a wedding dress. Even though it sounds like, and I haven't seen a photo, but it sounds like based on your initial reaction of like this is beautiful, I love this. It sounds pretty non-traditional. And you can wear a white dress anytime. I know, but I know that it's a wedding dress. So like, I'll yeah, keep y'all now posted. It's, now it's ruined. I'll keep y'all mm-hmm. posted if I end up wearing a wedding dress, which would feel very apropos. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> as a single woman that believes you can do whatever you want with your life, personal, professional, uh, you know, why the fuck not wearing a wedding dress at a glorious day that isn't your wedding? So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So let's talk about L.A. As I said, Los Angeles is massive. Uh, It's so massive that I am just giving you a sliver of my knowledge. It's primarily West Side. And I've picked out some places that I think are really great and where I am doing a lot of damage myself. So I have personally purchased from all the places I'm going to talk about. And then hopefully you can too. So the thing about L.A. that everyone knows is that it's 75 degrees and sunny. Uh, And I've talked about this in previous episodes, but because it's always 75 degrees and sunny, there's a lot of stuff uh, that can't really be worn in L.A. Heavy down coats, other coats, general blazers, like things that are heavier, fall and winter focused, cold weather focused, honestly can't be worn in L.A. And then when they end up in resale shops, they are significantly cheaper. So that's something to think about if you live in a place that does have seasons. Um, Secondhand shopping for coats specifically in LA, they go for incredible prices because they're very difficult to sell because you can't wear them all the time in LA unless you've really gotten used to it and like 70 degrees is freezing for you, which if you're there long enough and has happened to me, you start shivering. You're like, oh my God, it's so cold. It's so cold. It's like 59 degrees and you've really like lost your mind. But that's, that's something to think about. And because of what I'm calling sort of the LA uniform, Jeans, booties, leather jacket, soft t-shirt, all of those items are the best things to buy in LA. I would say I get the majority of my denim in LA. Uh, LA is a little more casual than other other cities. People don't dress up as much unless you're going to like a premiere or something, in which case you're wearing like a little dress. Like there's it there isn't as much high-end separates, though I would say a lot of like celebrities and stylists that I know uh, and some that I'll be talking to do style in those things. They're just like a little bit less prevalent. So the denim situation is so good because there's so much of it. Again, the prices are low. I would say like the redone jeans in Los Angeles secondhand are cheaper than anywhere else besides the internet. Um, and you really need to try them on. So that's a good place to think about it. And LA is really always far ahead on denim trends. It was the first place I ever saw Mother, which is a brand I really like. And I think it's just because people just have this like SoCal casual look that 
They just know what's up it when it comes to them there. Know what's up when it comes to denim. Really funny that you mentioned mother because for a different podcast that I produce called Unfinished Biz, which is, you know, founders who are still building their empires. We talked to Jens Greed, who is one of the co-founders of Frame. Frame Denim. And he, he's a Swedish guy. His co-founders from Sweden as well. They're from like small town Sweden and had, you know, this sort of illustrious uh, career in advertising. And they both wanted to move to L.A. And they were kind of like, OK, we're smart. But like what? Like what's our good like angle? And they're like denim because you have to you have to be in L.A. for denim. Now, of course, there's going to be people out there who are like, well, you don't have to be on a L.A. But this is somebody who like studied the market and was like, no, L.A., this is it. This is our this is our in. And they relocated. And now they have a very successful business in Los Angeles. Well, we got to get him on the podcast. Totally. Yeah, you'd love him. Let's do a crossover. I will remind you about that Um, because my favorite object is a frame jacket that they did for Fashion Week that was never released that I found at a resale shop at Ina in New York. But yeah, so frame is everywhere in resale shops in LA that makes so much more sense to me now because it's based in LA and a lot of times what's happening is like I was in a crossroads and there was like that entire product line from the previous season frame like that I guess they didn't they just you know I don't know if they what their deal is with like a TJ Maxx or whatnot but it was all in a resale shop so like a lot of based on where brands are located they oftentimes will bring their whole lines that they haven't sold to secondhand stores so like just flagging that that happens a lot in new york happens in la happens in paris uh something to look out for so like more along the la uniform the best boots and booties like ankle boots and booties LA has the best secondhand boots. There are just so many of them. It's what people wear on their feet. There are lots of good sneakers too, but like really, I don't know what it is about that LA uniform I'm talking about, but it's just a look. And so I always get tons of boots in LA. The heavier ones are even less expensive because again, it doesn't get cold and you can't really wear them that much. Um, I think this is the first time I've been to LA and not bought a pair of boots. Did I buy a pair of boots? No, no boots. But last time I bought four pairs of boots. So a hot tip. So that's sort of the lay of the land. Um, and every every area of Los Angeles is very different when it comes to style and what people are looking for. And again, I'm telling you what I'm interested in and what I shop for. Um, of all the places I've ever been in my storied secondhand career, I would say my favorite secondhand resale shop is Wasteland. Wasteland is resale, which as we've gone on the difference between consignment and resale, instead of consignment, something being on loan, resale, it's sold to the store. What does that mean? It means the store owns all the stock and it's much less expensive because they have to move it. They have to sell it. There are four wastelands. There's one in Santa Monica. There's one in Studio City. There's one on Melrose in West Hollywood. Uh, And then there is one in San Francisco, which I finally made it to. They began in the 90s. um, And they are just the gold damn standard. I don't know. I think it's just the reputation, the relationships they've made, and just their taste level that makes it 
really incredible. And all of their stores have a really wide range. I've talked on this podcast a lot about being a label whore and really liking designer clothing. And they have everything divided into two categories at Wasteland. And there's something for everyone's budget. There's designer, which is designer stuff. And then there's modern. And modern is everything from Azara to H&M to uh, The Gap to brands that are less expensive. So it really runs the gamut, but the pricing is incredibly good because it's resale. I've told you about Wasteland, but I guess I could break down how all the locations are also different. (laughs) The original store in Los Angeles is the Melrose store. It's the best one. It's the biggest one. Every time I walk in, I feel like such an old lady. I tell them to turn down the music. The music is very loud in Wasteland. Um, usually you have to check your bag. It's one of those kinds of stores. And I, I have never checked. I never check my phone less in my life than when I'm in Wasteland. I put my phone away and I'm like, all right, I like, you know, crack my knuckles. And I'm like, it is time to put in work. I do it systematically. I go first uh, through the glass cases. That is where their most valuable things are and look through those. And then I go section by section, usually in the designer. Sometimes I'll look in modern, but really I'm there for the designer stuff. Uh, And I'll go, you know, start in tops. And then they have the tops organized by like tank top, then t-shirt, then long sleeve, then sweater. Like it's everything's pretty well organized. The Melrose store is by far the biggest. The men's section is incredible. This is a great thing about Wasteland. And I will get into this. We're going to start to do a bunch of menswear episodes because not only do I love menswear and believe that more women should be wearing menswear, but hopefully we also have some dude It Never Gets Old listeners. Uh, So I definitely want to let you know that I buy things in the men's section of Wasteland. They have incredible menswear. Also, Men in L.A., uh, actors are small and short more often than not. So you can get a lot of like just women-sized menswear, frankly, um, in Los Angeles. So the Melrose store, you need to put in the work. Maybe you go next door and get a falafel. There's like this kosher falafel place next door. If you need to fuel up and then you like really do some <laughs> do some hard damage. So the Melrose one is the best one by far, but it is the biggest and most difficult to navigate. So then the Santa Monica store, um, which is sort of near the promenade. If you're familiar with L.A., it's like near the Santa Monica Pier, a lot of very touristy, but it's a sick wasteland. They used to. They just changed this. I just got back from L.A. They used to even break out their designer secondhand by designer. So you could like it would it was broken out by individual designer. They stopped doing that and lopped all their designer stuff together. I was like, when did you stop doing this? They're like, who are you? Um, so the Santa Monica one's definitely smaller, really good, really good designer stuff. Menswear upstairs, smaller, easier to navigate excellent shoes low-key the studio city one uh which is on the east side of los angeles uh is also really good if you're gonna make the hike because i'm usually coming from the west side um usually run into celebrities at all these different wastelands when i was at the wasteland on melrose i saw this guy and i was like this is what happens when you're in la i was like have i gone out with you has one of my friends gone out with you like, do I know you from college? Right. Yeah. Like, and I, I have I seen you on a screen? I, but I was like, I just saw your face on a screen. And I realized if you are in, it never gets like the, the Venn diagram, maybe it's small, but hopefully it's big in the middle of Shit's Creek Watchers and 
Uh, it never gets old, listeners. He's the guy, I don't remember his name, who plays the slooty boy who hooks up with everyone, both Stevie and uh, David. So anyway, that's unimportant, but he was also buying denim. So those are all the different Wasteland locations, and I just love them so much. It's interesting that you you mentioned how different they all are, because... I only knew growing up in the Bay Area and spending a lot of uh, many of my my formative years in San Francisco, Wasteland on Haight Street. For anybody who knows Haight Street, it's the Upper Haight, and it's very it's kind of that like nostalgic hippie thing, which is really not like that anymore at all. But that's what it's known for, you know, in the late '60s summer of love kind of stuff. And Wasteland was always this big consignment uh, secondhand store where I'd be like, Ugh, it's just gonna be like. That kind of style that's like that, that oh, quintessential, you know, hippie, lovey, uh, tie-dye thing that's not really me. And so I never really paid it much attention. But it sounds like, first of all, I wasn't giving it a fair shot because there's a lot going on in there. But second of all, all of the wastelands in L.A. where I'd be like, oh, I know that store. I don't like that store. I was missing out as well. Oh, yeah, you're sleeping on all of it. Um, I hate giving up my secret sometimes, but that's why I created It Never Gets Old. That's why I consult on this industry is uh, my obsession with it. But yeah, they're all different, reflective of the areas. Um, and I finally made it to the San Francisco one at the end of 2019, and it slaps. Um, it's a different it's different stuff. It's like very cool trench coats, like stuff that makes sense for San Francisco weather. Um, which is like rainy and a little cooler. They had awesome stuff. I got like this awesome boiler suit. They had really, really cool stuff. And it's funny because it's like, I have to go. This is like the one I have not gone to. And Wasteland has now started, they have a lot of vintage t-shirts too, but they've started printing their logo on vintage t-shirts. And I, when I was in Palm Desert, I was talking to some guy in some store and we were talking about secondhand. He was like, have you heard of Wasteland? And I literally like pulled up my sweatshirt and I was wearing my Wasteland shirt under it. I was like, yeah, obviously I, I, I have their merch. <laughs> like I have the merch. I wish they made more things. I would buy all of it. Um, so you can actually get like Wasteland shirts, but um, I don't know. I just love that place. It's really, I've, you know, I, I could obviously go on and on. Please sponsor me, Wasteland. You can pay me in credit. I will, like, unabashedly, I'm already giving you so many free plugs. Like, please do it. Los Angeles is not only Wasteland. Uh, that's a great resale shop, but I'm going to highlight some other places that I really like. So... Then we're getting into consignment, high-end consignment. Um, There are two real, real stores in LA. There's an enormous one on Melrose, and there's one in Hollywood. I only think that, you know, we've talked about this reverse um, online to brick and mortar. The real, real is really going to just start killing it with these stores. Uh, The Melrose store is this huge, beautiful thing with a cafe in it. It's like two enormous parts. It's really, it mimics a really fancy store on Melrose. It's in a, like on a section of Melrose, which if you're not familiar with Los Angeles, Melrose is like a main drag shopping area. Uh, There are lots of teens along it. Like if you ever watch Clueless, you know, they talk about going to Melrose after school to go shopping. Um, It's always just been like a spot, Um, but it's on an area of Melrose. It's particularly fancy. Um, And actually, this is so classic. I flipped something when I was in L.A. I was in a Buffalo Exchange 
and I found a pristine acne mock is the style number leather jacket and I bought it for $220 and they resell for like 1200 easily. And I was really bummed wow. because I really liked it, but it was light blue and it was one of those situations where it's like, yes, you could keep it. Like there's something wrong with you keeping it, but I knew I had to sell it. So I literally hightailed it to the real, real store. They're like, do you have an appointment? I was like, no, here's this jacket. Take it. Like sell it for $1,200. So if you see a light blue acne leather jacket on the real, real, hurry up and get it. It's mine. I mean, it was mine. It's not mine anymore. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) Very sad. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. Shoot us an email anytime. Hello at ingopodcast. Slide into the DMs at ingopodcast on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.